hush, though, and listen. If you're quiet, you can hear their whispers in the water calling to those left behind. Hush, and you can hear them lurking, waiting for the day they can make their return. Latanya McQueen, When the Reckoning Comes. Welcome back to the Wellhouse Exorcism. This is your ghost of a host of the most, Shanna. No. <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I had I had part of an intro thought up, and I thought I'd have the rest of it by the time the theme music stopped. Oh, but it was just a moment. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I don't know. Something about substitute. <laughs> this is you know, your. This is your sub substitute. With your bump substitute. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's where I got stuck. I got I don't know. Kind of hard to rhyme the word substitute. Yeah, pukwa substitois. Oh, substitois. <laughs> I appreciate the uh, the French. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we here, PJ? To, to record a podcast. We've talked about this before. Are you sure? I mean, I thought so. Are you sure? It's a microphone in my face. So. <laughs> So, is it really there? Why? <laughs> Are we getting all philosophical? Because I'm leaving. <laughs> My PhD is, is in this philosophy. Real? How real is this table? No, it's real. How? <laughs> it hurts when I touch it and I kick it. Um, we are here because we're discussing ghosts. Do you really have to drink a juice pouch? Yeah. I thought we were over this. There's too much juice in there to make that sound, huh? Oh, it's coming before the episode's over. Jack, you will be very it's happy. Coming. Oh, oh, so shout out. Um, oh, no, to, go ahead. Sure, shout it out. To a listener. I don't know if this listener wants to stay anonymous or... Probably. So a listener messaged us because we said we were going to be talking UFOs at some point, you know, like throughout this year, probably. That's probably going to be a big theme of the year. Uh but we got a message saying that uh, from someone saying that they had worked at an airport and they had seen unmarked planes leaving and returning every day from this airport to air bases, plural, maybe. Uh, so we're so excited by that. Uh, sorry we didn't reply sooner. I forwarded it to No, Shanna, he did not. And she says that she never got it. No, I checked. <laughs> You never forwarded it's a lie. it. I definitely forwarded it. <laughs> there was no forwarding. So <laughs> I even checked my trash and my spam. It's so cool, though. It's really cool. Listener, I know you're there. He's lying. You know he's <laughs> lying because we had a text conversation. <laughs> I also want to say thank you to all the emails and texts I've gotten and some Reddit um, comments, too. We have some good places to research. We have some UFO stuff to research. Uh, so thank you, everyone who tossed their ideas out mm -hmm. and in the hat for me. Really appreciate it. Yep. So we are definitely going to be doing UFOs. Which I'm excited about. I know you are. And Laura said absolutely to Fredericksburg and to Antietam. Yes. So we'll have that mini series coming up. To which High King Margo and Pancake on Instagram <laughs> told us that there is a Civil War podcasting group 
and they're like Antietam experts and things like that. And they're reenactors. So, Ooh. yeah. So wait, hiking Margo's a part of that? No. They listened to that pod. Oh. And recommended them to us. Okay. Laura probably has listened to it five billion times. So we probably should listen to it to um try to be up with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, because mm-hmm. she's going to knock her socks off again with the, um, actually, um, actually. <laughs> I wonder how much she knows about Antietam. I guess a lot. Right? All of she's it. A, she's a Gettysburg person. We know that. but Yes, but she has since expanded her love to all of the Civil War. Um, you should have seen her talking the socks off some students. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It's like, how much can you fit in 50 minutes? Uh, a lot, apparently. <laughs> Over 100 slides. I'm like, you're not going to get through all this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, maybe it was 80s. Still. It was, a lot. It was wow. enough. Yeah. So anyway, I know that you want to discuss ghosts tonight, though, which is exciting. So this is actually Pukwa PJ's choice. Hence the substitute part, because we're both sick. <sighs> and uh, again, Shanna initially said she wasn't like even sure she'd be able to like talk a whole lot. Yeah. Last night, today. my throat was so swollen. I was like, this feels like strep. I'm not sure if I can talk. You're in charge. <laughs> and then PJ woke up and he was like, I'm sick, too. <laughs> yeah. And we got it from Alex. He doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, so what the heck? I want to know how he actually got this disease. Stinking kids. <sighs> I gotta take more vitamin C. Anyway, <laughs> so since you're doing a ghost thing tonight, and I'm always reading, I have a really cool ghost story that I have to share with you. And it's from Florida. All right. And mm-hmm. I wasn't going to do this one initially because I just used this book on our last week's podcast. So I wanted to you know, put it down for a little bit again and use Kevin Paul. But um, you are telling a ghost story. So this is I out am. of Beware of the Woods, Scary True Stories of the Unexplained. So Tony Urban's. Second most recent? Second most recent book. Yes, there you go. There you go. So this is called Ghosts in Florida. The eyewitness's name is Rich. See, already, unlike Pennsylvania here, he doesn't give his last name. At least Pennsylvania, we were all in. (laughs) His date of the interview was just the 3rd of August, 2019. And his approximate date of sighting was January 2015. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the area was Torreya State Park in Bristol, Florida. But what makes this story compelling is the fact that he's a park ranger. So here's the story. You ready? I'm ready. I hope you get scared. I'm Rich, a park ranger who worked at Torreya State Park for a good chunk of my life. Picture this. River swamps, winding trails, and a tranquil atmosphere that makes you feel like you're in another world. It's my happy place. A sanctuary. I like to imagine that there are alligators there, too. Of course you would. Merge gator in there. That's uh, not a happy place. <laughs> There's for a gator. Me. Maybe it's Bradford. As a, <laughs> as a kid, I was all about nature. My parents took me camping every summer, and I fell in love with the beauty of it all the starry nights, the symphony of crickets, you name it. That love never faded, and it led me straight to becoming a park ranger. Fast forward to an unusually creepy autumn evening. I'm out doing my usual night patrol, and the moon is shining down, casting an eerie glow over the place. It's like one of those scenes from a horror movie, you know? But hey, I'm used to it, so I just keep doing my thing. As I'm strolling along, a breeze picks up and carries these faint whispers with it. At first... <laughs> at first, I brush it off as... Bring me chicken wings. <laughs> I brush it off as the wind playing tricks on me. But something feels off. Playing tricks on you. 
The air gets intense, like it's charged with some kind of weird energy. Curiosity gets the smell so bad right now. (laughs) Curiosity gets the better of me, and I decide to follow those whispers. Oh, that's smart. (laughs) I veer off the main trail and head deeper into the park. The path gets narrower, the trees loom closer, and I start questioning my life choices. But I can't help it. I need to see what's going on. And then, there they are. Two ghostly figures standing in a clearing right before my eyes. Imagine seeing translucent kids pale as fine china. Oh. In the middle of the night. Translucent, eh? Anywho. (laughs) I'm going to skip forward a bit. Talk about a panic attack waiting to happen. These ghost kids were standing beside a fallen tree hand in hand. I'd guess they were 8 to 10 years old, just little tykes, and they looked like they were made of 70% fog and 30% kids. When I saw them, I let out a startled little yip. At my sound, they turned their ghostly gazes toward me, their eyes filled with sadness and hope. It's like they had been waiting for someone to reach out to them. They reach out their tiny, translucent hands, like they're searching for comfort. I inch closer, my heart pounding. We share a moment, a connection that's hard to explain. Or so I thought, because there I was, expecting the ghost kids to take my hand and let me lead them out of the park so they could be free to pass on to their side or whatever is supposed to happen. But that doesn't happen. Instead of them being grateful, when I reach out wanting to be this this big savior, both kids at the same time open their tiny little mouths and scream. Their mouths are black holes, and the sound coming out was like a fire whistle. I covered my ears with my hands, but it didn't do anything to muffle the deafening shrieks. The kids floated toward me, mouths open, eyes black with rage. They just kept screaming and screaming and screaming. I dropped to my knees, rocking back and forth. I just wanted it to stop. Stop before my ears started to bleed. But it didn't stop. It kept going and going and going. Then I felt a nice cold wind blow across me. I felt like it was cutting into me, seeping through my pores and infecting me. I felt like I was freezing from the inside out, like my core had turned to dry ice. And then, just when I thought it couldn't get any worse... I must have passed out. When I awoke, the sun was peeking over the horizon and birds were serenading me, and I was all covered in dew. Eight hours had passed, and I had no clue what happened. I still don't. When I got back to the ranger station, one of my colleagues asked me what I was doing at work at that time of the morning. Rather than tell him the truth, I joked and said I never left. Of course, it wasn't really a joke. It was all too true. Kids get lost and die in every park. It's a sad reality of the great outdoors. I don't know if the two ghost kids I saw were children who'd perished in the park or if they were something else. Who knows? But what I do know is that next time I see lost spirits in the woods, I'm not going to offer my help. (laughs) (laughs) So what are your thoughts? Uh, It's creepy. It's a really creepy story. Yeah. But seems rather overblown. Like, it sounds a little Hollywood-y, like. Yeah, but he's a park ranger. Why would he own up to this? I don't know. Uh, that's <laughs> a good question. But I mean, I've met some idiot cops and things like that. So, what's interesting too is he says, like, because t- Tony asks him, like, did you actually feel them touch you before you passed out? And he said, I can't say that I felt them actually touching me, but I felt like I was under pressure, like when you're scuba diving and go deep. So I thought that was mm, kind of cool. That's interesting, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's cool. It's creepy. It's very creepy. I'd believe Rich Moore if he actually gave us his last name. Yeah. And his phone number. So yeah, I call come him. on, Rich. <laughs> what are you thinking? Coward. At least he didn't get eaten <laughs> by them gators while he was laying out there for eight hours. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Could have been a gator. 
Wake up with a little feller on his leg. <laughs> Keeping oh, it warm. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> it tastes like chicken. <laughs> Told you to bring me chicken legs. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> so that's my ghost story for you. Two cool. See, kids are creepy. Straight up. That's right. You just don't you don't have don't, them. Don't like don't, them. <laughs> don't like them at all. <laughs> <laughs> so but you're telling us a ghost story tonight. I, I believe you, Rich, by the way. PJ is just silly. Yeah. Rich, you're not listening. But if you were, I don't believe you. Wow. <laughs> it's just like you saying Pluto's on a planet. That's right. Jackie even said that Pluto's I know, a planet. I know. I saw that. I saw that. That's right. Pluto forever. Everyone disagrees with you. You're by yourself. <laughs> Everyone has said Pluto's a planet. That's not how planets work. Listen, this is America. We don't care how planets work. <laughs> Speaking of America, here's a house that uh, you know was Whoa, up for sale in what a segue. 2019. Um, Can we afford it? No, actually, 2021. Can we afford it? Um, well, it's an estimated $13,000 a month payments. Ah, so... pocket change. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, tell me how this sounds. The Hud- It's a Hudson Riverfront Queen Anne circa 1890. Location okay. for one of Edward Hopper's paintings. Ooh. This perfectly restored classic is located on one of Nyack's prettiest tree-lined dead-end streets. I don't know what that means, but okay. It's in a cul-de-sac. Dead-end. Hmm. Should, should I say that again with dead-end? There you go. <laughs> Previously home to the award-winning film director Adam Brooks, indie singer-songwriter Ingrid Michelson, and now home, not Ingrid. Let's see, um, there it is. Yeah. And now home to the singer-rapper Matisiahu. I don't know any That's, of those people. I know, right? Um, but uh, so this beautiful space and soft river light form a perfect sanctuary to nurture the creative spirit. So um, what is the square? I don't care who lived there. What is the square footage? How many rooms, baths? It is eight bedrooms, five bathrooms, four Ooh. full bathrooms, one half bathroom. Okay, like a powder room. Got mm-hmm. it. Um, we got some of the bedrooms have river views. Of course. Full unfinished walkout access basement, hardwood flooring. It's uh, got central air. Nice. Yep. Hot water heating. So that's not as nice, but you know, for the age of it, I get it. So, it has a two-car garage with a workshop in the garage as well. Nice. Mm-hmm. And it's in Nyack, New York. Don't know what that means. Does it have any, like, like the yardage or anything, acreage to it? 4,628 square feet. That's the house itself. Yeah. And the property is half an acre, about. Oh, okay. 0.4 acres. Um, I could live there. Yeah, right? It's also um, haunted. Only eight bed. Well, we've been down that road before. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? And it, since uh, 2011, it's been sold four times. Has it been blessed in any of that time? <laughs> so let's get into it. So this is New York. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose this house, PJ? I chose this house because this house is the sole reason for why... New York requires homeowners to announce to the sell, uh, to the buyer, potential buyer, that houses are haunted. 
So I feel like that would increase the value of your home because people want <laughs> people think it's fun to live in a haunted house until they're actually living in a haunted it, yeah, house. Yeah, right. It's called the uh, Ghostbusters Law, I think it is. Ghostbusters Act. It's something like, like it's that. Called Go- it for yeah. fun. It probably it's like yeah, Act that's the One, nickname. Three, Two. Yeah. It's I have I have it in here actually. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the Stambovsky versus Ackley. That's wow, the that's the court case. Stambovsky v. Ackley. I'm guessing the Ghostbusters ruling. That's what it is. I'm guessing one was angry that the house was not disclosed to be haunted and Yes. La di da. Yeah, that would be the Stambovskis. So They're a little, little, little upset. Mm-hmm. And they probably sold their house for way more than though, because now it became cool. It's kitsch. Yeah, right, exactly. So I have here written by Helen Ackley uh the article that she posted to Reader's Digest. And this is taken from readersdigest.com. So this is the lady who sold the house not having said that it was haunted. Right. Admitting that it's haunted now? Yes. Like, okay. No, this came out before she sold it. So she mentioned it was haunted before she sold it. So really, it's the Stam- pe- Stambovsky for not knew. reading Reader. Yeah, Stambovsky, like, literally, like, she even claims that she told him uh, when they were, like, you know, giving a tour of the house or whatever, like, that he knew up front that the house was haunted. Oh, okay. Well, they didn't know it was that haunted. Yeah. Parlor tricks are one thing, but a creepy ghost in your basement, that's a different story. <laughs> yep. So this is called Our Haunted House on the Hudson. Oh, it sounds so pretty. And then the, the uh, subtitle is What It's Like to Live with Invisible, Most of the Time, Companions. <laughs> According to this family, haunting is for savoring when the spirits are friendly. Yeah, they're never actually friendly. But that's the thing. Like having lived in this house, <laughs> they 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 pull you in by pretending to be friendly, but they're really not. Because then when you think back on it, it's freaking creepy. Like yeah. all those times that we heard the shh, go to sleep, go to sleep, and mm-hmm. Eli's room. We're like, okay, so that's coming off the monitor from our neighbors. Realizing later that it was someone putting our baby to sleep and calming Eli down. That's not okay. Later, when you think about. <laughs> There was something in the room with our baby. Yep. <laughs> I don't care what you guys say. When Laura comes home to a pot of tea made, you do not drink, you the, don't tea. drink the tea. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, this was written, I believe, in 1991. I looked it up and I forgot. Uh, That's okay. So, you know, but it's it was written around the 90s. Uh, so, I we saw our house. Young tykes then. Yes. I saw our house for the first time on a hot July day in 1967. A bedraggled old Victorian had stood vacant for seven years. Its waist-high lawn clutched about a sturdy stone foundation. Its wood-shingled roof was awry. But I followed the real estate agent and my husband, George, into the spacious hall, and I knew I was home. George, already working in New York City, moved into the house as soon as the final papers were signed. My job was to shuttle between our Maryland farm and our new home. Yeah. Closing one while renovating the other. No pressure. <laughs> one afternoon, the neighborhood children broke up a lively ball game to question me. Yes, we had bought the house. Yes, we did have children. Four, although they wouldn't arrive for another week. And when I told them they could look through the house, two of the kids hung back. The others giggled. They think there's ghosts in there. They're scared. Did you know that you bought a haunted house? Later in the day, the plumber who was recreating the water system asked me, "Are you planning to live here or to be here long, Mrs. Ackley?" <laughs> Until four thirty, Bob. I have to pick up my husband at five. What's the matter? Have you run into problems? 
Bob hesitated. It's not that, Mrs. Ackley. I keep hearing footsteps on the stairs and walking around overhead. I must have run up and down those steps six times the other day, and I couldn't find anybody. I'm ready to go now, but I don't want to leave you here alone. I looked at Bob, standing there, young, nearly six feet tall, solidly built. His concern was real. Aww, Bob. <laughs> I managed to... He's the real hero. <laughs> he is, yeah. I managed a smile. Don't worry, Bob. I might as well get used to being here alone. That night, I told George about the two conversations as we got ready for bed. He nodded his head gravely and pulled up the covers. Sliding in beside him, I realized the hall light was burning. With a groan, I started up. Where are you going? George demanded. <laughs> to turn off the light, of course. Leave it on. I looked at him. Since when have you slept with a light on? Since the first night I moved in here. What? And I don't want to discuss it. Good night. He turned over. <laughs> His back to me. <laughs> So, oh, because he was there alone. He so was many there. Times, he was there she for was back and forth. Yeah, he was there for a good long while. <laughs> Leave alone. that light on, honey. Everything. I like. I like how you know she tells him about the the plumber, and he just nods. <laughs> <laughs> it was walking feet. It's cool. <laughs> As I dropped off to sleep, I wondered what it was with these crazy men and this lovely old house. <laughs> Darn boys! <laughs> I got nothing but good vibes. So we lived th with the footsteps. And I found it reassuring to have such a vigilant patrolman on duty 24 <laughs> hours a day. Anyway, old houses creak. <laughs> Footsteps. A light fixture cord swaying over the family dinner table on a windless day, then stopped in mid-swing as if by an unseen hand. French doors suddenly flung open. A casement window gaping. These performances were not given on command, but several friends did see the phenomena. Do, 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 do. Phenomena. There you go. George nailed the casements shut, and Cynthia, our oldest daughter, then 15, quietly closed the French doors when she found them ajar. <laughs> Good, don't let the animals in. I just picture like them open like... <sighs> I think it's so annoying. Like, I'm trying to watch. It's like you and, you and Dan trying to play a game. Let's mm -hmm. <laughs> shut the door again. It's set on a cracker. <laughs> George travels frequently. And at such times, I may read into the early morning and even pace about the house with the lights out. Because that's normal. Why? Yeah, she's not crazy at all. One winter night, I stood at the window in the dining room looking out at our, uh, looking out at our view of the Hudson River. The leaves were gone from the trees and the shore lights shone across the water. The diamond necklace of the Tappanzee Bridge undulated with light over the still river. My, my, she's got quite the words. Yeah. I stood storing the magnificent me memory, and a chill engulfed my left side. Someone was standing next to me. <laughs> Every hair on my neck and scalp stirred as I slowly turned my head. Nobody stood there, but an entity certainly did occupy that space. It's beautiful on the river, isn't it? I asked aloud. <laughs> so, how we doing? <laughs> It isn't that I was calm, but I do react steadily in times of stress. As I spoke, my hair eased back into place, and I felt no threat in the presence beside me. We stood looking out the window for a few more minutes. Then I turned to leave. My invisible comrade, uh, com my invisible companion, turned with me nope. and walked beside me across the room. Nope. 
<laughs> I hesitated at the door. So did the other. Thank you for sharing the view with me. I'm going to bed now. Good night. <laughs> you can leave now. You can get, get away, away from, from me. me. I walked alone down the hall to my bedroom, quivering, and closed the door behind me. Somehow I got to sleep and slept soundly all night. What a lovely moment we shared. <laughs> oh my. Cynthia had never been hard to arouse in the mornings, but now she began to get up and dress even before George and I rolled out of bed. <laughs> it's spooky, Mother, she explained. Every morning at exactly the same time, my bed starts shaking. And if I don't get up right away, the bed shakes even harder. Oh, get out of bed <laughs> hey, now. Hey, wake it's up. time for school. It's the summertime, George. <laughs> Y'all the ghosts. Sin was not, a f uh, was not scared or even upset. She had just hoped to sleep in later during the pending Christmas holiday. The plan we hit upon was not logical, perhaps, but it worked. Cynthia explained the situation to her invisible alarm clock out loud before going to bed that night. And during the vacation, Sin slept in every morning. Aww, what, how <laughs> nice. I still think this is a poltergeist, but it's fine. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a poltergeist, but because poltergeist just means noisy ghost, you know, ghosts that move stuff, so. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Look at me, my name's Fuckwa PJ. <sighs> That's right. Over the years, <laughs> we have made many changes in our house. Many times I've been sure that no self-respecting ghost would put up with the hammering, dust, and confusion, but odd things continued to occur. The living room window flew open unexpectedly, startling many a guest. We initiates would nonchalantly murmur, That's enough now! <laughs> while closing the window. And that would usually suffice for the evening. After we had painted the woodwork and the window uh, lock was newly engaged, untoward motion ceased. But sometimes in the summer, I like to unlock that window and let the ghosts have at it. One day, I attacked the battleship gray living room. Paint time was at hand, and I was perched atop an eight-foot step ladder when I felt watching eyes. Um, no. The feeling was not unfamiliar, but it was still a bit unnerving. I knew George was at work and the kids were in school. I turned my head. Oh, boy. The room was empty, so I started working again. But the eerie feeling persisted. So I spoke out loud. I hope you like the color. <laughs> I hope you're pleased with what we're doing to the house. <laughs> it certainly must have been lovely when it was first built. But this gray is just dingy. <laughs> it needs a new coat of paint. As I talked, I kept painting, but I felt the energy of those eyes focused on the nape of my neck. I looked over my shoulder again. He sat there in midair, smiling at me from in front of the cold fireplace. <laughs> what? Hands clasped around his crossed knees. He was nodding and rocking. He faded slowly, still smiling, and was gone. But I knew then that he approved of the work our family had lavished on our mutual home. Sitting in the air in front of the fireplace, hands clasped around his knees like he's like hugging himself in the air. I was I, no, I think like his legs are crossed and he, his hands are like oh, like you resting know, like, on it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do one of these. Yeah, things. but it's just okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, lovely color you have I was, chosen. I was pictured like this old prospector, like <laughs> hey. I don't think so. Doing the okay symbol. <laughs> no. 
liked the gray more, but you continue then. <laughs> oh, boy. So what else happens? So what did he look like? He was the most cheerful and solid-looking little person I've ever seen. Little person? That's what she said here. Okay. Solid-looking little person I've ever seen. A cap of white hair framed his round, apple-cheeked face, and there were piercing blue eyes under thick white eyebrows. His light blue suit was immaculate. The cuffs of the short, unbuttoned jacket turned back over the ruffles at his wrists, and a white ruffled stock showed at his throat. Below breeches cut to his kneecaps, he wore white hose and, and shiny black pumps with buckles. No, I wasn't drinking that day. No, the paint fumes hadn't got to me. <laughs> no, I don't know why I saw him then and had never seen him since. But I do know that he seemed happy to be there, and I was proud to meet him. This house is built in 1890, though. There's a theory of who he is. Okay. Because I'm just like, that ain't, that, no. <laughs> I, I understand fashion. And, uh, yep. Mm -hmm. Anyway, continue. Cynthia was interested in my description of the gentleman because her shadowy roommate was quite different. Mm. On two or three occasions, she had seen the outline of a thin, hooded figure of medium height and was quite sure it was a woman. Through the years, a number of our friends have told us of odd experiences they've had in our home. Doors that wouldn't stay closed, voices coming from empty rooms, a sense of being watched or even warned away. But not until my cousin Alfred, his wife Ingrid, and their daughter came to visit in 1974 did anyone outside our immediate family meet one of our ghosts. At breakfast after their first night with us, Ingrid's hands shook as she held her cup of coffee. She had awakened before daylight, she said, aware that someone was walking around in the room. Then, silhouetted against the French doors, she saw the figure of a man dressed in a long jacket of the Revolutionary period. On his head was a curled, white-powdered wig. He moved to the foot of the bed and sat down with his back toward Ingrid. Oh, heck no. <laughs> Unless you're going to keep my toes warm. The mattress gave as if someone had sat down on the edge. Then the figure opened a big book in midair. The book glowed as if it were lighted from inside. The figure turns the pages one by one, as though he were looking for something. Finally, he closed it, stood up, and was gone. Again, the house is made in 1890. Mm-hmm. Revolution be a hundred years plus. I know, prior. right? I'm still confused. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, because again, you can have, like, you know, haunted ground, so it could be the ground in which they are at, the, not the house itself, but... So the book is lit up from the inside, right? time traveler with an ipad but he turned the pages so good try but no hmm. and what did he like revolution like a revolutionary guy like hops he's just messing with people you know. then hops back to 18 <laughs> he's, he's a reenactor time traveler <laughs> oh boy there are always little incidents to mull over in our house in a house like ours there was this time george's ham sandwich disappeared as he worked the look on his face was <laughs> bewilderment and then rage that one of us would eat his hard-earned sandwich. <laughs> we never really convinced him that we hadn't touched it, 
Although we all concluded finally that succulent ham sandwiches must be enticing down through the ages. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone loves pork. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You better roast bacon, but it's okay. Our ghosts have continued to delight us for nine years. When he's home from college, our son George, like Cynthia, is shaken awake each day. Son William has only had his bed shaken once when he slept in Cynthia's room. And daughter Carolee seldom, as she is an early riser. But Carolee is on the lookout for the presence that often makes her feel that someone is sitting on an empty living room sofa. Hmm. And just recently, my husband saw a figure in the hall which disappeared as he came up the basement steps. Only the foot was in his line of uh, in his line of vision, clad in soft moccasin-like slippers. What? Yeah. Getting all the ages here. It's ridiculous. Then there are what we call gifts from the ghost. Oh my face! I love this. All a right. A pair of tiny silver tongs for Cynthia when she was married. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yay! And later on, a small embossed golden baby ring to honor the birth of our first grandchild. Oh my! After every possible attempt, we have never been able to explain their appearance in our home. We have come to savor these happenings. We give a a sense of the continuity of the past with the present and with the future. These elusive spirits seem gracious, thoughtful, only occasionally frightening, and thoroughly entertaining. Now we wonder, if the time comes for us to move again, is there any way we can take our otherworldly friends with us? No. No. (laughs) That's not how... if they actually gave gifts or i don't know i guess it's freaking me i don't know okay so there you go all right that is the ackley house our ghost only gave us fear (laughs) i wish no actually i wish for a pair of tongs because that's just freaky it's like laura getting tea you don't drink it you go (laughs) oh wow here's a cup for you and you walk away so yeah, so now we're going on to Ghostbusters here. Like, internet deten- detectives. Yes. Their guess is the male and female that everyone's seeing in the house are Lady Margaret Wills Beaumont and her husband, George Howard Beaumont. Uh, they. So, Margaret was born in 1756. And uh, they... She and George were very big into the arts. George was a painter. She was like a connoisseur. Her big thing was holding large soirees and parties and having lots of people. She was a socialite. You know, she did all kinds of stuff. And George, as I said, he was like very educated, went to um, uh, New College in Oxford. Oh, he went educated at Eton and New College, Oxford, and studied drawing and became pretty good artist and collector of art. So he was originally from England then. Yeah, according, according to Colorton Heritage Group. My, my. Yes. So they're both very artsy people, very people people too. You know, they enjoyed having company of people. Um, you being the English teacher, you might know of the poet William Wordsworth. Yes. He's he... very important. Okay. Um <laughs> He's... Margaret helped him develop his love and natural, uh, his love of the natural world. Oh, okay. Which shaped his poetry. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So, 
But the house is built in 1890. Why would we think it's them? Um, because they lived nearby and are buried nearby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So again, haunted land. All mm-hmm. right. And so they see this big, beautiful house, which maybe, you know, like being so large could accommodate so many people and everything. And well, they want to be with people, you know? Well, yeah. It's kind of how I, my train of thought for it. Yeah, Cause we don't actually know like why ghosts exist. We can't really know. But um, maybe they they had a house there and it was like, maybe mm-hmm. it fell down or something. Like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's the land more so. But then why moccasin feet? I mean, ladies wear ballet slippers. Maybe he meant like ballet slippers because you could have like yeah. brown ballet slippers. And moccasins for men are just slip on dress shoes, you know. So Like that, that dude wearing a pair of moccasins. But it's Native American ground. Maybe it's just another haunting. Yeah. Okay, so that's cool. Yeah. Um... But why did they get sued later? So they got sued. Because that seems lovely. Yes. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I mean, air quotes lovely. <laughs> it's not our house. <laughs> so Jeffrey Stambovsky. What a last name. Yes. What a guy. He purchased the house with a $32,500 down payment. Uh, the overall house was $650,000. And... Uh, I can afford that. Yeah. A week after signing the contracts, he requested uh, a meeting. (laughs) A week? (laughs) Yeah. To discuss these ghosts because he felt that he paid too much for the house and that ghosts would detract from the property value of the house. (laughs) Okay. He insists he does not believe in ghosts. (laughs) I'm so confused, but continue. (laughs) So, what did his... the ghost t- point on the doll? Where did the do- where did the ghost hurt you? <laughs> his uh, t- so to boil it down, his big thing was that he believed ghosts were similar to murders and non-physical things that uh, happened on the property or like that come with the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like that could detract from I the value. W- I would like to know if a murder had happened in a house we buy. I mm-hmm. would like to know that. Yeah. And so that was their argument for it. And so it's, uh, it, you know, despite local legend where the house was just so active that they took it, you know, they took the sellers to court and, you yeah. know, everything. It wasn't because of that. It's strictly because they wanted money back. But he bought the house. <laughs> you signed the paperwork. Shut up. Tell me he lost. He swears up and down that he did not, was not told of this. That it's going to cost that much or the house was haunted? That uh, that the house was haunted. Well, they didn't have to, did they? There wasn't <laughs> a law then. Mm-hmm. He could have read some Reader's Digest. It's his fault for not reading Reader, Reader's Digest. Yeah. Uh, if so... I could say Reader's Digest, it'd be fine, but I can't. <laughs> My mouth isn't working. What a shyster. Uh, this is coming from Wikipedia here, but it's all cited and everything. I'll so if it. you want to look it up, you can. Uh, after Stambovskis were told by Ackley passionately of the haunting story, he filed an action requesting a rescission of the contract and for damages of fraudulent misrepresentation by Ackley and Ellis Realty. When did they tell him about the ghosts? At the, the signing or what? Um, he, she, the Ackleys say they did it before. Okay. Uh, but then he's saying that it wasn't until a week later that they, you know, requested a meeting to discuss the ghosts when they heard of the story. Um, so 
I would hold that it's public knowledge based on Reader's Digest, and there wasn't a law, so sucks to suck. Mm-hmm, yeah. Is that the judge end up saying? Kind of. Good. Uh, what happened was that Stambovsky did not come to the closing arguments <laughs> of the court. Did the so, ghost hold him back? So he was not allowed to get his down payment back. Okay. But he was not obligated to purchase the house after that. Okay. So he was he was he did get the contract rescinded, but he didn't get that thirty two thousand good down payment. So they sold the house a second time, and now, uh, just the um, and now you have to disclose whether or not uh, your house is haunted in New York, just to um, you know, stop unnecessary stop, litigation, stop that kind of stuff from happening ever again. Yes. <laughs> So, what kind of ghostly things did anything happen to him, or no? No. Actually, no one ever since then has ever had any experiences in the house. That's why that, That's why it's going through so many sales. They're yeah, hoping well, to Yeah, right? Ghosts. Everyone, like, wants to wants to see something and nothing ever happens. Bad. I guess I'll sell this one now. <laughs> but now, how much did you pay for it? Right now, the last time it sold, it went for $1.7 million. True. Current Z estimate is Zillow.com. Mm-hmm. Current Z estimate is 2.28 million. Wowzers. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Summer vacation home? Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. I mean, it overlooks the Hudson. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need any more shaking beds, though. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, no one else ever had anything? No. Let down. I know, right? You know, like. Yeah. Huh. So, but so, hey. what do you think? What, was it just because th- maybe the Ackleys did take the ghosts with them? Well, there could have been a connection. And like in the magazine that I have upstairs, they talk about you know, like why do ghosts disappear and then kind of come back? And you know, why are they here for so long? What helps them pass over? Yeah, like we, ours were on a six month rotation. Yeah, we don't actually know. You know, when it's their time to leave, or if you know why they showed only certain people. Mm-hmm. So I would only speculate to assume that maybe since they're socialites, the well, the actors were more like fun and had family that would interest those two people because they liked people and maybe it was a happy family. Yeah. You know, and they were just helping out where they could. If it's true that they gave them little tongs and rings, they felt like they were invested in a part of the family. Mm-hmm. And this guy is a shyster. I wouldn't talk to him either. I'd be like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I'm talking to you. I'm going to go over next door. Bye. I don't even live here. (laughs) I'll go back to my cemetery. I don't know. So anyways, that's the story of why New Yorkers have to disclose if their house is haunted. I'm just thinking of the plumber again. What a nice guy. (laughs) I don't want to leave you alone. We need more Bob. Yeah. I want to know what he's doing. Bob, if you're listening, you're the the real hero of this story. I'm going to call you Bobbert. Okay. But then I would like to know her husband's story as to why he sleep with, sleeps with light on. Yeah. So, like, what happened to make him want the light on? Well, just the freaking hearing footsteps going up and down and everything. That's enough for me. I'd be like, oh, nope, nope, nope. That light can stay on. <laughs> See, I always think it's the house settling because it's so old. Like, looking back, uh, the places the I've house lived- is settling... It doesn't sound like footsteps. I know the creaks of a house. And I know, but I was gonna say, like, if I look back, if I, if I sorry, if I think back to like the 
the White House I lived in in Bloomsburg. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful, beautiful house. Drink your juice pouch. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm almost out now. There it is. That's good. It's a beautiful, beautiful house. <laughs> but like every night I would hear the, the steps moving, you know, or creaking. And I my, I want to ask mom about it. She's like, oh, it's just the house selling. And so I just thought it was. But like now if you look back at it, it probably, it could have been, should have been ghosts. You know, mm-hmm. that place was super haunted. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting in the basement of a formerly really haunted area, so. And we knew what, well, we never really heard footsteps, though. Right? Like, I never really heard footsteps. We saw things. Yeah, we saw things. We never heard footsteps. Mm. So, that's something, but, I mean, I've heard the house creak. The house creaks. Well, remember, I had dreams. See, here's the thing. When you think about, like, my experiences personally in this house, you know, there was that that time period where I had, like, the craziest dreams, and they were always connected Mm -hmm. in some way to this house, wanting to hurt us or something. And one of my dreams... Was the pitter patter of feet and giggling upstairs in the attic, and then one time we did actually. Well, I remember. I'm not sure if you if you had to be there because it's a story I tell my students. But like, I remember we, us hearing children's laughter around the time that we also found the toys all over the place up in the attic. So I think we heard footsteps, but it, that was like an initial small thing, and then we had the house blast, and those little cutesy ghosts were gone. Whatever was moving those toys oh. upstairs. So I think we were, we just forgot about it because everything else was just so major. Yeah, that's possible. That and definitely possible. Jack heard pacing in the hallway, and he thought that it was you or me, and then he realized it wasn't. Yeah. So I think there was movement in the house. I just think that our crazier stories circumvent those smaller, like, idiosyncratic mm. situations. Because I remember there being giggles and little pitter-patter tootsies up in the attic because it led to my nightmares of more noises because I remember one specific nightmare that I had, you and I were sitting downstairs in the living room and we're watching a movie and we hear the pitter patter of tootsies upstairs and the giggles, but then it changes to a swish, swish, swish sound. We look at the ceiling and there are footprints, like bloody oh, footprints. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me about that. And then we go up to the attic because in my dream, because it's dream logic, the second floor is in our bedroom, it's the attic. Yeah. And that's where there's like, this like, like lizard guy walking and his tail is like swinging back and forth and that's the sound that I'm hearing. Hmm. Yes. So, I don't know. I I remember there being like footsteps in the attic initially for a little bit, and then we had the blessing done, and those little kitties are gone. Yeah. But other stories are too cool. So. Hmm. Forgot about that. Well, well Facebook uh, memories remind <laughs> us of all the little things we forget about. Like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. The foot, fl- the flip flop thing, the continue. Oh, and not too long ago, um, my Facebook memory popped up. And I shared it to, I think, our Games Overboard website or Facebook. Oh, yeah. Um, Where we came downstairs and there were, like, the votive candle lights were on and stuff. So I was playing with all the electric stuff downstairs. Yeah. As Ray would say, I'd wreak havoc on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, the only wild dream I ever had was, I don't even think it was in this house. And it was in a Lost episode that never aired that we recorded about. But my dream yeah. of... Uh, what I still think is purgatory. That Maybe. didn't happen here? I think it happened here. I'm it had to happen sure here because you told me a story when I was, when you lived with Lauren Ray. Okay. Yeah. That's the only like wild dream I ever really had. 
I think that was just Jesus saying, don't be bad. Because <laughs> this is what you're going to get. I guess. But. Not like that Catholic That's guilt. for another episode. Well, we'll tell those stories one day. Yeah. Back to UFOs in the future, though. Yes. And Wendigos. Thanks, Jackie, for that suggestion. Jackie wants to come on at for UFOs out in Cali mm-hmm. and Area 51. Mm-hmm. We have people in this area that want to talk about UFOs, too. So The only thing I can say about Area 51 is I have an uncle who has been there and because he's naval intelligence. And he said to me, there is an Area 51. I've been there. That's all I'm allowed to tell you. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And my dad... <laughs> said everything they say about it is true he's dead now so i can say that yeah (laughs) what's the government gonna do (laughs) my dad devoutly believed in ufos and aliens Mm -hmm. so yeah uh, they're out there (laughs) (laughs) well anyway thank you pakwa pj for that story of that house it was cute i guess yeah right nothing monstrous just spoopy yeah. We like Spoopy. We like Spoopy. And we needed that after all the serious UFO encounters the last time. So thank you. It's a decent <laughs> Pukwa PJ choice, Mr. Substitute. So, still need a name for it. The yes, sub, you do. The sub, uh, pu, so, hmm. I don't know. Juice Pouch Pukwa PJ. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I would like to end with a quote. The more enlightened our houses are, the more their walls ooze ghosts. Italio Calvino. And as always, think spooky thoughts. <laughs> <laughs>